0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Going into week 12 in the NFL, it is the best time of year. Happy that you're choosing to spend part of it. With us, Jared Bailey, joined by NFL Media's Eric at home, not Eric Froton, who I I called you that like two or three times the last time I saw you, so I'm glad to uh, get that right. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. How are you?
0: Hey, look, anytime, you know, someone calls me a person who looks like a Nordic god, you know, like this blonde <laughs> flowing hair and like, you know, I mean, I'll take that over, over my present state. I'm doing well, though. I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving, got a little family time and... Uh lots of football and uh world cup too if you're into that sort of thing.
1: Uh I am I am not. Um okay. I, understand yeah, yep. I understand the appeal. Yeah, uh, I understand the appeal. I've just never been a, a big soccer guy. Um, but yes, no, I understand the appeal. Did you did you bet on the World Cup? I saw a lot of people did like pools and whatnot. I don't know. As,
0: to... as a law-abiding member of the NFL media, we are strictly prohibited from gambling on sporting events. I want to make sure that's uh out there really? in the public domain, yeah, we there's there's very there's some uh, stringent uh, limitations to what we can and can't do in terms of wagering. Like I can go buy a lottery ticket, you know, or I, I mean, I can. I think the rule is I I, I can't, I, I definitely can't enter a sports book during the NFL season, at least not uh, without concern over getting fired so i just won't that'll that'll be my plan and uh (laughs) we'll go forward with that so i want to be a good company man that's 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 sort of my thing these days
1: i did not know that See, you're you're teaching me things already um And uh, I think that the six teams in action tomorrow will teach us a thing or two about where uh, the rest of the season's going. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting slate of games. Uh, Buffalo will play their second game in Detroit in five days. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Buffalo, I mean, it's been a weird stretch for the Bills, um, but I've been very adamant on saying I think that every, every team that wants to go somewhere I think needs to hit some sort of adversity. Yeah. Uh, we've seen the past few Super Bowl champions, I and mean, when we saw the Rams last year, who went winless in November, the Bucks got humiliated in 2020 on Sunday Night Football 38 yeah. to three at home. So, I-, I do think that this could be somewhat of a blessing in disguise, you know, with the Jets loss and the Vikings loss. The- they rebound against Cleveland, uh, and now they face a Lions team that's won three straight games for the first time. I think since what 2017 that's right, or something like that. That's yep. absolutely absurd. Um, what are uh, your thoughts on this? I, I think it'll be fun. I, the Lions are that bad team that everybody just really roots for and was a lot of fun in the offseason with hard knocks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one will be, I mean, once every the family starts getting there, the NFL today will be on at noon, and then uh, we'll, we'll probably see Josh Allen and Gabe Davis erupt against uh, a, a Lions secondary that is very hit and miss.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you on the adversity part and I, I, you know, full disclosure, I picked the bills to, to win the Super Bowl in, in the, uh, in the off season. And um, I'm not going to change it yet. You know, we had our mid season uh, you know, do over if you will. Okay. Knowing what we know now, who do you think is going to win it? And my thing was, you know, unless they're out of contention, I'm sticking with my original pick. And, you know, I, I do appreciate the fact that they've taken some hits on defense and, and, you know, been able to to play pretty well on that side of the ball. I know the Vikings scored, you know, what, 33 against them or whatever. But for the most part, they've kept teams to 20 points and under almost the entire season. So you have to respect that side of the ball. You know, they've, they've turned, you know, Devin Singletary into a really good player. Gabe Davis, you mentioned. Obviously, Diggs, I think, was not quite himself last year, as great as the Bills were. He's, you know, really obviously had a nice year. Uh, And Alan, you know, there, there was some real concern a few weeks ago. I, you know, totally understood where that come came from, right. If you're dealing with an elbow injury. Okay. Now we're, now we're, now we're worried, right. That goes beyond adversity, but yeah, I like the way they bounce back. I mean, you know, they still move the ball against the Vikings. If they make any one of you know, five or six different plays in that game, either knocking the ball down on fourth down, converting the sneak, you know, scoring a touchdown in overtime, what have you, they win the game. And so they were, play, you know, this was as fluky a win for the the Vikings in some ways as the Patriots beating the Falcons in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So not the comeback, but just a number of bizarre things. I still feel pretty good about this team. But as you mentioned, the Lions have obviously, you know, pulled themselves up again after that that bottoming out you know that terrible game at new england and you know really hitting the skids on both sides of the ball but but defensively you know they had to fire a coach and everything i i'm glad that they're they're playing more competitive football last i watched a lot of last week's game against the giants and you know you see some of those young players they've drafted kind of really start to uh, you know assert themselves so I, I think we get a a decent game but the bills are obviously a, a a higher class of of operation right now
1: yeah i mean the lions have looked at least more competitive over the last month or so i mean they're starting yeah. to let aiden Hutchinson play standing up which i think has been yeah, a big yeah. benefit for them um kirby joseph has emerged as a really good player for them he's had yep. three interceptions in three consecutive games so he's been playing really well um, but cornerback wise, I mean, it's you know Mike Hughes. It's you know uh, Jeff Okuda has been nice, but yep. um, you know outside of that, I mean, it is very. Uh, w- we'll see. Uh, I think that Amon Ross St. Brown will make his presence known. Jared Goff's actually been pretty solid when yeah. uh, when when uh, St. Brown pl- plays. So that'll be it'll be at least a competitive game uh, yep. that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yep. Um, I would go into the prop bets I have, but I'm not going to risk your job, Eric, at home. So <laughs> you, you can say them, you can tell
0: them, and I and I can give like thoughts about them. I just can't give people betting advice. That's really like the 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 <laughs> restriction. So I'm curious now. What, what props are you hitting for that one?
1: Um, Gabe Davis anytime touchdowns plus 125, and I feel like like he's been. Yeah. Verteram and I talked about this a few weeks ago like he doesn't get a ton of catches but when he does they're for like a boatload of yards all the time right um and against the Lions secondary that we already touched on you know they're, they're not going to be able to key in on all of the playmakers for Buffalo I think that Gabe Davis gets at least one chunk play probably especially when they get down in the red zone like pay attention to him so I yeah. think that Davis plus 125 at any time touchdowns one that I that I definitely I ran to.
0: Yeah. And I, and I just, you know, the thing with Davis is I'd love to see him just be a little bit more consistent. Like, you know, he's on pace to blow past the numbers he put up last year, you know, yards per catch touchdowns, totally are. I think he's already passed his total yards mark. I'm not hundred percent sure, but like, I just, I think, really, he, really he probably, probably
1: did it. that against Pittsburgh alone. Whenever he just for <laughs> right. a trillion yards against their secondary
0: <laughs> on four catches or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, Sometimes the the volume isn't there, but he's got to prove to be a little bit more reliable. But no doubt, he's a big play threat.
1: Uh, I think it was Greg Rosenthal was talking about uh, this on uh, around the NFL, like being the the nine and a half is an interesting number. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo has Buffalo's gotten a lot of those big numbers this year, uh, which I get. You know, Buffalo is to many the best team in football. Um, Detroit, though, like. I think it can be one of those things where, you know, Buffalo is leading by, like, 16, the last mm-hmm. drive. They're going to be playing very conservative, just trying to get out of there and go eat. And then Jared Goff gets it to Jamal Williams with, like, 13 seconds le- <laughs> left to cover. So, like, that, that's one of the ones where, uh, if you want to go, like, tease it with a few other games, then go for it. But I think uh, I would, in terms of, like, the money and the uh, spread and whatever, I think the only thing I'm betting – For that is if I go alt spread or if we throw just money line, it's like another like four leg parlay. Right. Uh, So you're right though.
0: They definitely have had games where they've been down and then stormed back, only to fall a little bit short. They did a week
1: one against Philadelphia.
0: Philly, uh, maybe the the Vikings game too, if I recall, was pretty tight. And then I those
1: two teams never play a normal game. By the way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Seattle another non-normal team I think they yeah. had the same kind of thing in that crazy shootout and everything but yeah it's that yeah you got to be careful with the Lions they uh they could break your heart in a number of ways so I'll, I'll leave it at that
1: the, the Lions just always have those games like in the middle of the year that you don't think are going to be good like they did it what, a decade ago with Brady Quinn and Matthew Stafford and then this year with yeah. Jared Goff and Geno Smith like pay pay attention to the, the Detroit Lions uh, whenever
0: they're the you snooze you lose team the classic yes, you yes, know like you, yes. right when you tune out that's when they they play their best
1: speaking of snoozing uh the New York Giants their past two games um you know they start off 7 and 1 i think that everybody was just kind of waiting for the the roof to cave in on the Giants like they are such a weird enigma of a team like they're 7 and 2 right now or yeah. 7 and 3 7 and 3 seven, yeah. Seven, yeah so uh, but they're 29th in DVOA, which is absurd. Um, but you look at what Wink Martindale has meant to them this season, bringing him over their fourth quarter defense has been fantastic. They're going to play hard in the second half. Uh, I think it's just putting together an entire body of work, uh, that has kind of escaped them a little bit. Um, and then Wandale Robertson, uh, Robinson goes down with the torn ACL that yeah. doesn't help their cause. Um, I think this is going to be a game where if the Giants can run the ball, it'll be close. But if Dallas stuffs them at the line of scrimmage, this could be over by halftime. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much of an in-between with this one.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, and and to that formula that's been so successful where they keep the game close and, like you said, they kind of win the fourth quarter and, and play great situational football. You know, the the Lions, it was impressive. They they took that out of them, right? They They removed that from the equation. They pretty much controlled the game. From about the mid-second quarter on, another game that I ended up watching uh, quite a bit of live, and then went back and watched a little bit of uh, some of it. But, you know, and then the other part of the equation that has allowed them to win games this year is winning the turnover battle. And Daniel Jones has two picks, and, you know, both of them you could say, or at least partially his fall, if not all. So, you know, it, it just... I wouldn't read too much into last week's game, but obviously, like as you pointed out, that's probably a little bit closer to a what we expected and B what the new normal might be. Plus, you know, even though they played well early against Dallas last time, you know they let Cooper Rush beat them, and yeah, you know, I mean now they got to go to Dallas, do it on a short week. Dax back, obviously, we've seen you know some great stuff from him at times since he's been back. And, you know, the the Tony Pollard element, too. I mean, yeah. he's obviously broken out in a big way. But all those injuries, offensive line, receiver, corner, you know, they're down two corners as well. I mean, they're just gutted right now. And, I mean, I would even go so far as to say the first game may be more competitive than this one if, you know, the Giants don't make a few surprise plays like special teams or, you know, a turnover that results in points or something like that.
1: Yeah. And uh, like you said, like I couldn't name who's starting for them at cornerback this week. Like they're dealing with, they're just gutted on that (laughs) side of the ball.
0: Cordell Flott, maybe the third rounder. And uh, uh, who's the other one? Um, The sixth rounder last year, uh, uh, Rodarius Williams. And maybe household the, names. Yeah. The, I just wrote about this. <laughs> uh Nick McLeod, I think, who was with the Bills previously. And so, yeah, they're, they're I'm just... sure
1: that uh CD Lamb, Michael Gallup and co. <sighs> are just going to be licking their chops lining up for four quarters against those guys. I Nobody's mean, it's just I... of Darius Williams and, uh... no,
0: no, no, no. Of course not. And I mean, it just, yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, w- Wink Martindale's done a really good job overall with this group. Yes. But, you know when you when you have one position hit that hard it really limits what you can do coverage wise and obviously matchup wise
1: that is very true uh, you touched a little bit on the Daniel Jones situation like the past few games like the Seattle game uh and Detroit like we've seen the the old Daniel Jones stand up and that's that's the last thing he's you think that he's going to be back next i mean they didn't pick up his option i can't imagine like i get that they got off to this fast start I don't want them to be in a situation where they feel trapped and feel obligated to bring back Daniel Jones, who is an athletic guy, but makes questionable decisions. Um, He's limited those this season, but I think a lot of that has been backed by the fact that he's had a really good running game and he hasn't been asked to do a lot. Um, But if you're New York, I mean, I don't think that they bring him back.
0: I could see a one year type of deal. I really, I mean, you know, whether it's franchising him, that's a big, that's a, you know, it's a lot of money uh, that probably would mean Saquon is not in the picture if that's the case. And, you know, then again, you also have to have a starting quarterback next year and, and you have to decide, Hey, are we going to go the, you know, the Jimmy G route, or are we going to go, you know, some other Derek kind Carr of,
1: route, maybe, I mean, the Derek on what Carr route. Out.
0: it wouldn't that be interesting. His brother played for the giants, you know, and, and, yeah, there, there's, there's, there are those the retread types, if you will, and or you know the veterans, or you could say, boy, I really like this guy in the draft, but by virtue of their record, they're not going to be in a great position to direct draft one. So, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, obviously Jones's turnover numbers being down, his running ability of you know getting him outside the pocket, all good things, but you know still taking a lot of sacks and you know still leaving some meat on the bone I would say I mean last week was was one of his worst games in a while Seattle like you mentioned wasn't great either but yeah it's uh there have been a couple games recently where you you start to wonder a little bit
1: tell you what though I mean Derek Carr and this is looking way into the future but Derek Carr on the Giants I mean that's that is a team that I would absolutely love to watch
0: sure absolutely I mean you know wandale had his best game before getting hurt uh depending on what they do with saquon obviously you have you know a guy who's who's sort of been in the spotlight now for for quite a while being able to go to you know a city like that and a franchise that i think would support him well and um you know obviously familial ties as well
1: uh not having josh mcdaniels as your head coach that's probably a nice tie-in too it
0: couldn't hurt, right? <laughs> so at least what we've seen so far. Oh man! I mean, you know, the NFC East has obviously been really interesting this year, and yeah. and, uh, and yet, you know, arguably two of the you know half the teams of the division have questions at quarterback, right? Yeah. Just what the future is at Washington and, and New York.
1: How often uh, when when Tony Pollard makes these ginormous plays? How? What do you think that Jerry Jones' reaction is in the press box as he keeps trying to defend this massive contract that Ezekiel Elliott has?
0: Well, I, t- I tell you what, yeah, you, know, you, you you think about the 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 lucky situation we have here with you got Zeke, you got Tony, you know, we we got a dream scenario. That's a bad impression, but you know, I mean, Jerry, yeah, it's a, solid yeah,
1: I, 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 it's been I, a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. I,
0: I I tell you what, is, he he said. Uh, somebody asked him about Odell Beckham, you know, what'd he go after him? He said, there's a move to be made for the Cowboys to make us better. I'm burning the midnight oil to do it. You know, it's just classic <laughs> Jerry stuff right there. I once did a great feature on his bus driver. That was, that was a fun story. Jerry's got a lot of, uh, a lot of stories uh, involved in, in his life, but yeah, no, I mean, Pollard is, has been so good. I mean, you can make the argument that he's their. I don't know if he's their most indispensable player. That's Dak probably, but, but you know lamb if he goes down they don't really have a number one but man tony's been so so good and you know this this whole talk they had a few weeks ago i don't know what you thought of it but you know basically putting a cap on him and saying well 15 carries that's it you know you know can't can't play him anymore like if you're in the super bowl would you take that approach of course not so i think they're they they kind of took the training wheels off a little bit the last few weeks and and now he's getting 20 carries, or touches i should say in, in a game and yeah, it's like they realize maybe he can do a little more.
1: And I think a lot of it comes back to the fact that Ezekiel Elliott's also a fantastic pass blocker. And that absolutely that, that yep. gives that gives Dak a little bit of an extra cushion. And look, if, if they keep using them, you know, coherently the way that they did against Minnesota, then no you that. know, yeah, exactly. I mean, if if you get Tony Pollard catching swing passes and taking him sixty yards, then yeah, who the hell cares? Um, <laughs> if, if he's if he's the one getting it down to the two and Zeke gets in to punch at him, whatever um it's Great, but, yeah. Have yeah. him
0: be your short yardage back, and then have Tony be the 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 the, the star guy, yeah. Uh,
1: and when it comes to like between the tackle stuff too, I mean Zeke's probably a better in between the tackles runner as well. You, you can agree. you can count on him to get positive yardage. Where I think that Pollard has been the guy who's been kind of waiting in the shadows and not you know necessarily developing as a, a pure runner, but what he's doing is a playmaker, catching balls out of the backfield. It's he he's made his statement saying like like look I deserve more and I think Dallas realizes that and they're giving him more. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, you know, if you're paying a guy as much as you're paying Zeke, you you want to make sure he gets his too.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, and right, and that's the beautiful thing they can they can use him for what he does well at this stage of his career. He's no longer a fifteen million dollar running back. Probably never was, but. You know, if you've got them and he's taken up that kind of a salary, you know, a chunk of your salary cap, you might as well get something out of them. And, right. and while also not, you know, forgetting about the other guy who's who's been so good.
1: Ezekiel Elliott's helmet, by the way, I despise it. Have you seen this new wave of helmets, like, you know, look like Power Rangers?
0: I guess I haven't. I, or I haven't noticed. Geez, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I got to look at no it. Bad. So Is it bad? bad? Yeah. Oh, it's not good.
1: Now, his has like a dark visor, so it's not too bad. Oh, right. I think it's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think it's uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair in Kansas City has the same one, but he doesn't have a dark visor. It's bad. I mean. Give it a look when you can. Both
0: guys, you know, not exactly turning in the right direction. I'm just saying, you know. I was a CEH fan, too. I'll be man enough to admit that.
1: Yeah. Dallas, 10-point favorites in this game. Um, we kind of touched on it. Uh, it, it. That's It's either definitely going to hit or it's going to come down to the wire. There's going to be a lot of people kicking themselves.
0: Yeah, I'm right. And, I mean, I think it's uh, – correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's inched up too. I mean, like it started a little bit lower. it started maybe. at
1: like nine, nine and a half, somewhere yeah. like that, or one up.
0: Well, these injuries for the Giants, you know, we've already ruled out two linemen and we already – you know, it doesn't look like a few other guys may, may be able to go. So, yeah, I'll be fascinated to see if they can hang for four quarters.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to pay attention to um, So let's talk about Patriots-Vikings, that'll be the nightcap game uh, These two teams combined for a grand total Of zero offensive touchdowns uh, This past week um, By the way, I know that the fun thing To do this week has been to crap on Zach Wilson Because of how he handled a press conference And how poorly he played Mac Jones has been playing like absolute garbage And he has just escaped that Because of how badly Zach Wilson played I, for one I am a little annoyed by that because that has been bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at least last week, you know, you saw Mac like, you know, completing passes. I mean, that's a good first step, right? And and you know, obviously <laughs> I, I I could poke fun at our own, uh, you know, top 100 list in August and uh number 85 on that list maybe was a little premature putting Jones on the list as a rookie, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's been a really weird year for him. Uh I think you know, Belichick's done a pretty masterful job of burying the whole Bailey Zappi thing because like you said
1: nobody's like talked he's... about that since the Chicago game like that's just flown yeah. away
0: I mean at that night when you watched that game did you not feel like whoa this is a big deal
1: right yeah I mean Mac Jones gets pulled Bailey Zappi in three plays leads him to a touchdown and everybody in Gillette's going out of their minds and then and the yeah they're chanting
0: yeah. I mean I don't know. It, it could be wrong. I grew up in New England, so I have some sort of connection to the team or whatever. But like just watching it, you know, it was, it was like this is a mo- this is a moment right here, you know. And it really hasn't been a moment yet. So yeah. I'll be fascinated to see like if they, you know, it's the Vikings' defense that gives up plenty of yards. Obviously, I know it's a short week. David Andrews may not be able to go for for New England. He's been banged up. He did practice, but um, you know. It comes back to the, the Patricia, Belichick, Joe Judge thing. You know, yeah. I mean, for any, I will say that when Zappi was in there, they looked a lot more comfortable from a play sta- calling standpoint. A lot more, this is me talking. I've not heard this from anybody inside the organization, but it just no. felt like Patricia was kind of pushing Zappi as a way like, this is my guess. He wants Zappi, Belichick's sticking holding with with Mac and right. they're they're going to just sort of grind through it but you know and they and now they get this this Vikings team that you know all of a sudden we have questions about and it didn't look like a great matchup to me in 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 May or whenever the schedule was announced but now obviously it's a kind of an interesting game
1: i know that you know new england's got fantastic uh, fantastically ranked defense and everything like matt judon yeah. has been very good this year um and their secondary has been getting a ton of praise but let me just point out, the quarterbacks that they've beat this year, they beat Zach Wilson twice. They faced yeah. Sam Ellinger. They beat Mitch Trubisky. Who else did they beat? Uh,
0: uh, they beat – oh, yeah, they lost to two in the opener. They, they beat uh, – yeah, Trubisky you mentioned, right? They lost to Lamar, yeah. lost to Aaron Ro- – or no, yeah, lost to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they beat –
1: point not being any. that any good quarterback face they have lost and then good any point, yeah. you know horrible quarterback yeah they look like gods i get it good now,
0: point they have not beaten a good quarterback this year you're right
1: yeah um i don't want to take full credit for that i think who was that i want to say those ben solak that pointed that out um he so, points
0: out a lot of stuff he's he's right he on about he's, that oh he's yep. very good
1: um however though i mean nonetheless yeah I, I think that their numbers have been a little bit inflated um, just by the teams, I get that you can't pick who you face, whatever. Um, but the Vikings you know,
0: certainly have had luck in they've that had regard fantastic
1: too. luck in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do think that it's a little bit premature just to, you know, write off the Vikings after the incredible run that they went on beating Buffalo, regardless of the circumstances. I mean, you start off what eight and one, nine and one, and that's hard to do in the NFL. No um, doubt
0: about
1: it. So I do think it's a little bit premature. Yes, they got smacked and they got smacked hard. Um, but I do think that they're still, you know, and especially in the NFC. I mean, a, a conference that you know is very top heavy and, and still wide open. I, I think Minnesota will be fine. They're two and a half point favorites in this, and I get that the <laughs> joke about primetime Kirk is going to come out and everything. Yeah. Uh, I do like them to win this, especially at home. Mac Jones has been, you know, his uh, touchdown to interception ratio this season.
0: I want. I I just looked this up. I think it's like four to six or four to seven or something. Four to seven. Yes.
1: Okay. Averaging 198 a game, 80.8 passer rating, so it's it's not as if the New England Patriots are the 98 Vikings. So uh, I I do like Minnesota in this game.
0: I do worry about the offensive line for New England. I mean that you know, especially I don't know if you know, like Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be able to go, and that's been a problem. Teams have obviously run the ball kind of right at the Vikings with with some success. And
1: and by the way, the Vikings, I mean, they're without Christian Dara saw too. So I mean, that's you know, true.
0: Yep. Right. And I mean, right. So we got Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn, I believe is out. He's already been ruled out. Andrew's very questionable, you know, and they've been rotating up front this whole year. Penalties have been a huge problem in the offensive line. You know, it's, it's, it's a unit that for so long was such a bedrock group in in New England. Now it's a, now it's a problem, but I have a feeling that the Vikings could, could give this one up late. I think early on you're going to see Justin Jefferson have some success and you know, New England will make their adjustments and try to slow the, de- the game down a little bit. If they get two touchdowns behind, it's going to be a problem. But I think if, if New England can keep it close, they have a chance to steal one late. I think they're better on special teams. I still think that defense is capable of making some plays. And you know, if if the Vikings don't clean up some of their run defense stuff, then it's going to be a long day of of Ramondre and Harris, and you know, and just going to be going to be tough to continue corralling that unless they can just stack the box and dare Mac to, to, to throw deep.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, if you're Minnesota, that's, that's the biggest thing. Can you key in on the run game and make them, you know, beat you with Mac Jones's arm? And if they can do that, then, you know, I definitely like their odds more than, you know, rather if, you know, Ramondre Stevenson is running all over them. Right. Um, Looking forward uh, to a few games on Sunday. Uh, I do want to talk about the 49ers real quick though, um, because, I understand that it was a Colt McCoy led Cardinals team. They've been kind of a mess all season long. Um, However, you know, doing what they did the way they did it. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing four touchdowns, all those mouths in the offense getting reasonably fed. Yeah. Um, Right now, man, like, if I had to pick who's coming out of the NFC, I don't think I would pick anybody over San Francisco. Like I understand that Philadelphia is kind of the, uh, the love child of the NFC right now. They're so stacked. They keep yeah. adding players that people forgot are available. And how he's just like, yeah, hey, I'll take them. Whatever. Sure. Like Linval Lindv- Joseph and 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 back to back. Oh yeah. Those um,
0: former pro bowl D linemen. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: yeah. might as well add that <laughs> uh, along with, you know, after I traded for Robert Quinn, what the hell? Um, so I understand that they are loaded. Uh, yeah. I will say, you know, there's something about having been there and done that that I think does fall in line in favor with the 49ers. Like Jalen Hurts hasn't won a playoff game yet. Nick Sirianni hasn't won a playoff game as a head coach. That's and true. I think that that um, I've said this a lot this season. They remind me a lot of the 2019 uh, Ravens, where they just yeah. roll through the season with a dual threat quarterback who's a pain in the butt to game plan against. Uh, they don't really face any adversity, and then once the playoffs comes, they just get blitzed by a team, caught off guard, and then they go down. Interesting. Um yeah. so I do like San Francisco a lot right now. I think we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's not going to be a world beater, but 15 touchdowns, four picks right now. He's, you know, not turning the ball over. Um he's another guy who might leave a little bit of meat on the bone, but he's not going to give meat to the other team. That's a bad <laughs> analogy, but you <laughs> get what I'm trying to say. Um he won't I,
0: share I, his meat, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He he won't
0: share. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I meant, like a little sandwich, a little, a little, yeah, yeah, or something, yeah.
1: Or yeah, This is, I mean, tomorrow's the day of sharing meat. So <laughs> that's
0: right. We all share <laughs>
1: meat tomorrow. Exactly. Um, and the forty nine ers defense is loaded on every level too. You know, yes, the, there's just the stars all over that team. Um, I really like them. And uh, if it comes down to you know the NFC title game, there's a good chance that it goes through the Bay Area, depending on how seating goes out. So. 49ers are a team that I am uh, very much keyed in on right now.
0: I, I Well, yeah, I'm glad you said that too. I mentioned earlier about Buffalo, the team I had them playing with San Francisco. Now, <laughs> the team that I picked to win, you know, to go to the Super Bowl had Trey Lance, at quarterback, and didn't have Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you for all the core reasons you mentioned, the, the foundation of the defense. You know, I knew if Lance went down, they had this sort of fortunate – turn of events where jimmy g would still be there that made me feel better uh, about the quarterback situation you know their their creativity not just an offensive design but also like you said feeding all those mouths and getting people involved it's hard to do i mean it you know we always say oh they need more help around them and they you know they got to add more weapons and stuff well sometimes you get so many people in there that you overlook people in situations and you know george kittle had the big game the other night and and you know you can throw it to Jawan Jennings if you need to. And McCaffrey doesn't have to carry the ball 20 times, but he can. And just obviously if Debo's out, it doesn't kill them. So I, I just, I, I love the McCaffrey move from that perspective. Go for it, go for a bowl, especially when, even with the Vikings and Eagles, it it, to me feels like anyone can almost come out of the NFC and I'm with you. I I'm not switching my picks. So I, I like this team a lot. And, the sins of of Chicago and Atlanta have been, uh, you know, washed away. I think uh, in the last few games.
1: Yeah, I think every team kind of has at least one or two games a year where they should definitely win. They just kind of let it slip away. They don't play well. Yeah. Um, and and plus, I mean, the the week one game against Chicago was played in a water park, so I'm <laughs> I'm not right. not looking too far. I
0: live here. I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My backyard yeah. was like that, right?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, they are uh they are a team that is i mean we know that they're well coached we know how good of a play designer and play caller that kyle shanahan is They're always going to be a pain I, I mean you throw christian mccaffrey into that mix too i mean you touched on it you know the first first full week that he's with the team he does something that hasn't been done since <laughs> the in 2005 where he throws runs and receives for a touchdown so um, they're they're finding ways to get everybody involved and uh yeah, I mean with all those mouths defeated, there's only so many, you know, guys on the other side that can try to contain them. So yep. They're, they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Um, hey, what's uh what's wrong with the Rams?
0: Wow, man. I mean, lots. Obviously, Stafford, you know, I mean, the, the concussion stuff the last couple weeks, you know, I mean, that that hasn't that's not the reason their season was derailed, but it's obviously not helped it. Um, mm-hmm. I think they should probably just shut the guy down or whatever, but uh offensive line issues, you know, between injuries and ineffectiveness. The whole running back saga has been so weird, you know. The yeah, Cam cutting, cutting
1: Daryl Henderson cutting when it Henderson. seemed like Cam Akers was the more obvious choice.
0: The more cuttable of the two, if you yeah. will. Right. I mean, yeah, it just it, it's it's odd. And you know, now maybe Kyron Williams or, or you know one of these other guys can help step up, but you know, Alan Robinson hasn't really given him a whole lot. Um you know, defensively they miss the the closers, the the Von Miller types, and and you know, I mean, it's it's a I don't know. There's a, there's probably a lot of reasons for it, but I think obviously not being able to be as prolific offensively when it's one guy carrying the load and Cooper Cup, and now he's out for the season. I mean, this is you, you got to give me a reason why. Stafford should take another staff this year. If you, if you believe in them long-term or, you know, I mean, if you're just trying to save face down the stretch, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I think the convincing way in which their offense was controlled against the Niners and Cowboys early in the year, I thought uh, not, not seeing a great – even the opener against the Bills, they were, you know, badly outplayed. But it was by the – you know, the middle of October, I thought, something's kind of missing here and it, it's just felt like that way they, they it's been a struggle for them to just get first downs at this point
1: yeah it doesn't help that their offensive line can't seem to block anybody either a bad um, group a, right now yeah, yeah that's a very bad group um they're 15 and a half point dogs to the chiefs this this weekend so <laughs>
0: with yeah Bryce perkins i mean go, yeah. good luck going to arrowhead and try to you know i mean we saw obviously uh what's his name Malik Willis have to do that a couple mm. weeks ago but I think the Titans are, have a little stronger other 52 than uh, yeah. what Mr. Perkins has now.
1: That is that is very true. Um, could be getting... Well, Mike White officially named the starter for this Sunday yeah. for, the, for the Jets. We touched on Zach Wilson a little bit. Yeah. Uh, could be getting Mike White versus Trevor Simeon uh, with uh, the, uh, the stuff going on with Justin Fields. Um, potential ligament stuff, dislocations. Um, I mean, we talked about shutting guys down. I don't know if you need to shut... Justin Fields down for the season but there's no reason that you play him this Sunday
0: I I don't he's a tough kid and you know I like you you heard the stories it's funny how he ends up playing you know the Bears and Jets play because you get to parallel the two situations of how Fields handled uh, the end of his game you know that they were apples and oranges but there's just the idea that they both lost and Fields is apologetic to the defense, and and you know Eddie Jackson's telling bro, don't, you know don't worry about it, man. Like we all are in this together. And complete opposite situation in New York, and they said they're benching benching him for performance, and no doubt they are. Yeah, but you can't tell me that the attitude part of it, or, or you know something that happened behind closed doors, didn't play a role. So, yeah, I mean, I, I the Jets are at a really interesting flashpoint right now, and. You know, beating the Patriots and overcoming them is one thing, but like you know, this team showed some legitimate promise this year, and it's,
1: it's going to be pretty defense.
0: disappointing if they keep tailing. Sorry, yeah, what were you I
1: mean, yeah, no, I mean, if you're Robert Sala, I mean, you're in a little bit of a predicament too because you know yeah. uh, you risk, and I think it was Field Yates that tweeted this, like. If you keep starting Zach Wilson, then you know you risk dividing the locker room. Right. If you bench yeah. Zach Wilson, then you risk. Okay, you know what? That's pretty much you saying, yeah, we're kind of we don't think he's the guy. So yeah. it's it's a uh, a tricky situation that uh, I don't envy. <laughs> so. I mean,
0: what would you what would you do? I look to me, if if you are less than ninety percent sure that this guy is going to be the guy. I think you have to bench the quarterback and just and let him know like look this isn't cutting it so far. I mean Belichick benched Mac, you know, I mean what's the difference? I don't know. I mean I I I find that far easier unless the kid is just you can't work with him. And then you, you figure out how to move him and go, move on to the next guy.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, for the Jets as well, I think it's a little bit more frustrating just because, okay, you know what, they they tried Sam Darnold. That didn't work. They traded away Darnold to basically draft Zach Wilson and say, all right, you know what, we're starting anew. Um, Plus, I mean, he he was injured the first month of the year with the knee that he uh, suffered the injury against Philadelphia in the preseason. So I think that that kind of threw a wrench into everything too. But, you know, we saw what Joe Flacco was doing the first month of the year with this team. Um, and yeah, I understand that he's only in a second year, but when we see, and maybe it's not a fair benchmark to compare it to, but when you see guys like Justin Herbert, who just come in and light everything up, like it's nothing. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, teams are definitely getting more impatient at the quarterback position than they were. You know, 20 years ago when Carson Palmer was draft number one overall and didn't play, for, didn't play a snap, sat behind John Kitna for a year. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a different league. You know, if you go, you know, top two, top five, you know, you're expected to play, you're expected to progress. Um, But it's also a different bring up for these guys. You know, there's seven on sevens, there's tons of camps, there's, you know, the transfer portal. If you don't play right, right. away, you can transfer somewhere else and play right away. Right. So there's, it's a different league, but it's also a different come up, and I think that's why these guys are expected to produce you know, right away. It's because you know they've been the guy for you know their entire life, basically. And yep. uh, you know, when you got different guys coming in that are playing well, then I mean, how much do you think that they're kicking themselves right now for not taking Dustin Fields?
0: Right, I, th- I think you know, and even uh, as if you went back two months, well, heck, if you go back uh, two weeks, Wilson outplayed. Josh Allen, no, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's obviously talent there. He went into Green Bay and didn't play well, but they won, and I mean, there were at least things like you felt like you kind of, kind of hang your hat on with him and just say, all right, we got, we got some stuff to clean up, but there's still a talent here. I feel like a lot
1: of things is- about him coming out of the draft. I mean, he's got a rocket. You know, yeah. we know that the arm strength's there, um, and I think for the Jets, it's just like, okay it's one thing to have a guy that can, that you can win. With. I mean, Rex Grossman won a lot of games with Chicago um, and yeah. you know, Tebow won some games, but you know, can we win because of this guy, not in spite of this guy. And I think that that's uh, right now, I think they're kind of figuring out, yeah, we're, we're winning, but it's not, it's not because of him.
0: And, and, you know, just going back to him coming out, he was an unusual evaluation. You know, he played pretty well, played well as a freshman Didn't play as well as sophomore, got hurt, which has now been a story each of his two NFL seasons, getting injured both uh, years and missing, you know, little chunks of the year and having to awkwardly kind of fit back in. That was part of it. But then obviously in the 2020 season, I, I mean, I think Coastal Carolina was by far the best defense they played, and the next best wasn't even close. So, you know, you kind of look back, he didn't play great in that game. He wasn't as bad as some people thought. So he's beaten up on, you know, the the kind of the dregs of the the, the West Coast in a weird season to begin with. I when we started hearing that Wilson was going to go number two and I, you know, again, I thought he would be a top 10 pick one way or the other. I just thought, oh, man, there is a risk quotient with him that I don't know that I would feel entirely comfortable with.
1: That is that is a fact. Um, yeah. and look, whatever they do going forward, I do think that they do have the guy in Robert Sala. Uh, he seems to be a guy that they really rally behind. Um, hard not gonna, to like him. I agree. Yeah, yeah, very hard uh, to not like Robert Sala. In terms of what they do in the future, though, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot of sense. Uh, yep. There's connective tissue there, obviously, with Sala. Um, he's a guy that you know we touched on already. He's not going to be a world beater, but we saw what you know the likes of Joe Flacco can do in this offense. I mean, you give. You give Jimmy Garoppolo that offensive line when it's completely healthy. Right. Um, Michael Carter, uh, uh, Brees Hall. They just they brought over James Robinson. Like they got three really good backs. What has Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. had his entire career in San Francisco? Good offensive line. A lot of good backs, really good weapons. Like they've got Amen. all of that and a, a defense that's young and has a ton of young talent that's played really well. So I think they're trying a, to build
0: like the 49ers. You know I exactly, mean? Like, we'll exactly. just, yeah, they're, they're building their team. It's very similar in a lot of ways. And then, so yeah, he obviously, depending on what they do in the coaching staff, if there are any changes at OC, I mean, that could be very seamless for him there.
1: I, I asked Ben Raven this um, when uh, when he was on last week uh, co hosting with me. If the 49ers, like, let's say, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, if they make it back to the NFC title game or if they make it to the Super Bowl, there's some real questions there, like, okay, do we bring Jimmy back again? Do we franchise? Like, what do we do? Like, point, yeah. What do you think like the absolute what do you think the bar is in terms of like okay, if he clears this, he's coming back. If he doesn't, they're they're moving on and, and trying with Trey.
0: I, it was such a definitive Trey is our guy vibe. This at one point this off season, and you know the whole report about Jimmy didn't even have a playbook at one point. Yeah. Of course, Kyle's got to make a joke about it. Oh, I don't even have a playbook yet. Yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, you wrote the book. You know, like you got a you got an edition somewhere, right? So uh, that was so prevalent. And obviously has, you know, there've been some games where he's been less than great. You know, Denver comes to mind, whatever. But now, as you pointed out, they've been on a roll. If they do get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be tough to be like, yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Here's your go watch. Enjoy, yeah. you know, New York. And there's going to be a little trepidation. But then again, you you know, you, you were prepared to hand it off to Trey. You've invested so much to get him. I have a hard time. I mean, if he goes out and just plays Pro Bowl level ball, and then wins the Super Bowl, geez, man, that that might be really tough. I I, I don't know, but it would make for a fascinating storyline. If they do get to the Super Bowl, that that obviously is going to be a a huge you know narrative that that exists and just speculating what he might do and do they franchise him and trade him is he worth that much is he cuz remember they couldn't move him this past off season
1: yeah cuz of the, the surgery too
0: yeah well that too yeah you're right so a lot of factors i i really don't know i i really don't I, it it's a great question though
1: Jimmy Garoppolo and the Forty Nine ers a very, very interesting, I think, enigma throughout the rest of this year and into the off season. Yep. Eric at home, hey man, I appreciate you doing this with me. Uh, before I let you go, what uh, yeah. what's the pl- what's the plate look like tomorrow? Is there a Thanksgiving? Oh. Uh, yeah. Is there is there a favorite food of yours on Thanksgiving?
0: I got I got to choose my words carefully here because I, I, I'm not cooking, so I'm I'm a little bit of a food snob, but no, I. I <laughs> i am not i like dark meat i don't like white white uh turkey i just don't it's too dry for me uh so i, I choose the dark meat not a big gravy guy I have a little doll maybe on the side uh there's this kind of cornbready casserole type dish that that is served at my wife's aunt's house that i like so i'll be i'll be spooning out a f- few uh
1: Uh, So so you guys don't host, you you go elsewhere? We don't. We go to
0: her family's house. We've done it the last, even when we were dating, I think we did it a few years. So it's, it's been a minute. I've been married 10 years now. So I would say 12 years I've been going there. So uh, it's always fun. I think the COVID year was the only year that I hosted, but it's good. Yeah. It, my, my favorite dish that everybody else hates is green bean casserole. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, I love green bean casserole. Oh, go, oh it's so good. So I make
0: good. my own though. Like I don't do the canned soup. I use fresh green beans. I make my own cream mushroom soup. Ooh. I mean, we'll have you over sometime. I promise.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. You know what? Whenever this uh becomes finally like a full time thing, I promise you, I will yeah. make my way to Chicago and I will try your your green bean casserole. That's just not- for that. You, won't, what even, do you- we won't
0: even talk. We'll just eat. Yeah. You know? That's okay.
1: all. We- I'll just walk <laughs> in and you'll know the deal. What do you do for the uh? You'd put the crushed onions on it, right? Like the. Oh, oh yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Either the... You can make your own, you know, a little, a little, uh, a little cornstarch or flour and shallots and crisp them up a little bit. Like almost like get like bacon quality crispy, but the canned ones are as good a substitute as you can find right there.
1: Are you a cranberry sauce guy?
0: I do, but I I like making my own too, you know,
1: cranberry sauce,
0: you know, it's so easy. It's equal parts, water and sugar, write this down, uh, (laughs) wash your cranberries that's a big step you got to get rid of all the dirt and all the stuff they are they do sit in a bog after all uh you you get the 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 simple syrup boiling you put the berry or the uh, the cranberries in a little orange zest a couple squeezes of orange juice best you'll ever have better than the canned stuff i promise
1: i pitched this to raven last week um and i think it could really take off uh especially around the holidays uh cranberry sauce jello shots you just put like put like vodka and cranberries on right? He was like kind of iffy on it. I think it's genius.
0: I I I love I, so I grew up in New England. There's a drink called the Cape Cotter. It's like a vodka uh cranberry and lime, I think, if I'm not mistaken. In the summer, those taste so good. I mean, they're really refreshing. Right. I, I can taste the flavor of that right now. I think instead <laughs> of the lime, we use maybe an orange that's just just a you know little squeeze of orange in there just to get the pristine flavor there I'm, I'm i'm in i'll i'll do 10 or 12 shots myself
1: that sounds sounds great N- nothing like getting hammered off cranberry sauce at, at, <laughs> at your family thanksgiving uh eric at home hey what do you got coming in terms of uh content in the next week
0: yeah i kind of starting to make some early uh senior bowl plans talking to my editor about that today Are uh, you be at mobile? i will i'll well, be down
1: there. Great casserole and mobile well, oh on man
0: the- you know what we'll do we'll, we'll rent we'll rent a house and we'll we'll make like a big we'll have a big green bean casserole party or something like that i'm sure oh, we'll, a go to that you know i was gonna
1: say what well, uh, <laughs> thor nystrom i think eats anything i think thor, can, would, uh, eat yeah. thor yeah. would eat it yeah
0: there's no doubt like anything that's left <laughs> over, like you could sit it out on the counter overnight and forget to put it in the fridge he'd eat it yeah so I'm looking forward to it, man. I love Mobile. I I don't think I'll be getting to Vegas for the Shrine game, but I will be in Indy for the Combine and I'll be at the draft in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, maybe one or two other trips along the way. I'm not sure yet, but um, yeah, just crank it away as draft season approaches. I'm, I'm getting geared up for that.
1: Those are going to be a fun a uh, few months for us. I'm I'm very much looking forward to all the off season trips. Mobile's a very fun week. I have yet to do the combine. I was supposed to do it last year. Financially, just didn't add up. But this will be my first combine. I'm looking very really, really much forward to it. We'll show
0: you the right, maybe the last one in Indy. So you're you're coming at the right time. Yeah, I mean, I hope
1: not. Everybody who you know I'm friends with in the media says if they move it away from Indy, that they're going to be pissed. So hopefully, it it does not move Indy.
0: Hey, let Let's do what what Twitter quitters could not which is like if if the if the combine moves we just don't show up like legitimately move on and say i'm not interested anymore bring it back and then we'll talk that's that's how i i treat it
1: uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to uh to actually seeing you in person when when the time comes it's going to be a fun time yeah Uh, appreciate you co-hosting with me you're more than welcome to do this at any time it's become a rotating rotating chair of co-host because i don't like doing it by myself is what i've learned
0: (laughs) i don't blame you. i've had to talk for for two hours before by myself it's uh no one should be subjected to that i promise you so you're you're doing a great job happy to come on and happy thanksgiving to all your uh your family and friends out there
1: well i appreciate the kind words buddy happy thanksgiving to you as well uh send me a picture of the plate i'll send you a picture of mine Yep. and uh, we'll, we'll do some comparisons we'll do this again soon happy thanksgiving to you eric at home to everybody watching listening however you're doing it uh, i will be spending tomorrow eating and gambling my mother is going to be so proud uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time this is the pump fake thank you
0: thank you for listening to believe